12 minutes to go in normal time. Liverpool 3 0. Call it, take it quickly, Origi! Hello and welcome to Redcast on what is the a few days after a disappointing weekend for the Reds. I'm joined on the line by Jay. How are we doing? Yeah, hey, yeah, doing good, mate. Considering the uh, shambles that was the collapse in the second half of the Shrewsbury game, but you know that doesn't matter to us, does it? We're only in it for one thing, that's the league. Yeah, definitely. But what I want to ask is, what do you think went wrong in that game? Because it was going so well, uh, and to lose a two-goal lead to a League 2 team is just something you would never imagine Liverpool to ever do? Um, probably the lack of fitness and that's from the senior players that is and then the inexperience from the young lads and then a couple of players just didn't show up at all so the mix of all that combined and then you know if you give lower league opposition chances especially like we did in the second half where we gifted them to them then they're always going to have a go at you. To be fair, Adrian kept us in it a couple of times in the first half with a few saves, so you can't really moan too much that they come and have a go at us, but I think one thing that can be said is true is be a better than Everton that they can uh, get a result out of our B team. Yeah, definitely. About Adrian, no, he's not doing himself any... Like, he's doing himself, like, Do you think he'll go in the summer because he, he he's a player who can, who can play first team and he's only sitting on the bench at Liverpool bar the cup games he's a phenomenal second choice better than Mignolet but do you think we can keep hold of him? Yeah I think we will I think he's probably got to that point in his career now where he's been first choice mainly West Ham where he was and then he was always demoted down to second choice there so he's, he's at what mid-30s now so he's probably at the point in his career where he's not really won a lot and since he's come to Liverpool, he's won two medals in six months. So there's more to come on the horizon for us. So why would he not go? He's getting a fair chunk of games. OK, the, the start of the season was sort of a gift and the fact that he got eight or nine games through Alisson getting injured. But if the momentum's there in cup games, to carry on going through. And I think maybe when we get towards the, the latter end of the season and we might have big Champions League games on the horizon, then why not bring him in and give him a couple of league appearances then rest Allison. So do you think once we once the league's wrapped up then we should maybe go with Adrian in the league and just keep Allison to try and focus on doing a double? No, no, I'm not, like, I think maybe the last three or four games if if we've got Champions League semis then you know, why not rest the majority of the squad if the league is wrapped up? I'm not on the boat like say when the league's hopefully done in mid March, maybe April that. We've got eight games to go that you completely drop Allison because you've got to keep the lad sharp. But yeah, I, I would I would maybe give him in the last couple of games. But then in, when you do look at our fixture list, there is some big games in there. We play uh, Arsenal away, Chelsea at home, Newcastle away. They're our last three fixtures. So for no gimmies in terms of if maybe we've got the ambition to stay unbeaten and it's a record point total, it might just come down to whatever clock feels like. And if he makes the choices that he makes, then who are we to argue with him? Exactly. So back to the Shrewsbury game. Senior players, for me, were more a lot more disappointing than, than the kids. Was that something that you you feel the same on? Well, yeah, you've got to factor in the fact that Lovren, Matip and Fabinho were the, what you call them, the spine in the back half of the field. They've not played in about three months, either of them at all, really. So, you know, rustiness is just to be expected. But the senior players, such as like Origi, he really was disappointing the other night. And, you know, Minamino was just settling, so you, you can give him a free pass. I think, obviously, Adrian made his fair share of saves in the first half, and then around him was a bunch of younger lads who, on the night, were probably the better ones out of the team. You mentioned the Lovren as well. He's, he's just got a mistake a game in him, hasn't he? Every single game he plays, there's a mistake. Of course. I, I wouldn't have him at the club, but, you know, I'm not the man in charge. He's, he's clearly the fourth best centre half out of the senior ones that we've got and you know people will, will still back him and support him when he comes in and he, he, he can have good games but there's always a wreck in him there's always a mistake waiting to happen he, he's never played more than eight competitive games in a row so there's a massive concern over his fitness 
Yeah. He, him and Lalar are probably the only ones hanging around from the Rogers days that we, we we really need to shift on. And those are the lads who, if 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 you put it into a context of we failed under Rogers when we got to the league and we we didn't quite make it over the line and. I think maybe that's something that's mentally in their heads. Even though we've now got a team of winners, these lads have all come in fresh and never felt that that pain of missing out. These are all winners now, and maybe in the back of their minds, this is something mentally that they can't get rid of. Where they, they've always just nearly got there. And if you look at like Lovren with Croatia in the World Cup, couple years ago, that he nearly got there. So maybe it's just like that mental thing with him that he can't get over that block, and it's a bit of a fragility with him that. We'll never ever get rid of, but you know, when he comes in, he gives it a hundred percent. But hundred percent of day and love, and it's fifty percent of Joe Gomez. So, yeah, you know, you'd rather have Joe Gomez in there, and then obviously we we can't even get onto Virgil because he's a different level. Do you think Lovren's pr- like prone to be going in the summer? Then is his time up at Liverpool? It's got to be. I when you when you look at our squad this day, like we've got a couple hanging around from the Rodgers days and. You could probably throw that in with like Henderson, and maybe there might be one or two others knocking around the squad. But at, at most, like it's them three, and obviously Henderson's come to the fore this season, excels as as a central midfield player. When obviously a lot of people, myself included, did have questions over him, and you can't knock the lad. He certainly upped his game in the past twelve months, eighteen months. So fair play to him for that. But I think yeah, Lovren will be out the door. I think he sort of flares with the idea last summer and. Uh, Klopp sort of said to him, you know, stay around, we need you, which we do because unless we were bringing someone in, then that would have left us with three senior centre-backs and maybe Fabinho to drop in there. And if you look at what we've had this season in terms of injuries, then, you know, we, we wouldn't have got by. So, we, yeah, we we did need them, but I think maybe that's not an area that Klopp will address in the summer that we, we get another centre-half, whether that be he goes for someone in the Clavin sort of market where he's like, in the latter stage of his career, who comes in and was that happy to be fourth choice and maybe get a dozen games across all competitions, or whether he he goes out there and he plucks another youngster from somewhere, and you know we we develop them. But we've got lads in the under twenty threes, but they're not quite ready yet. When you've seen them play, especially like Vandenberg, he looks very timid. He needs a lot of time to develop, and then Phillips come in for the Everton game, done his duty, got them off the cup, and then went back to Stuttgart, where he sees. A career for him at Liverpool, that'll time will tell on that one. But well, I think maybe he goes out and he gets someone. Well, however, can actually play centre back as well, and it looks as though his his right back position behind Trent's gone to to Nate Phillips, who is being played absolutely unbelievable when he when he's played. Necker Williams, sorry. Um, so do you think he'd sell Lovren and keep however as cover for centre back instead, considering how good Necker actually has been playing when he's been called upon? It's a possibility he can play there, but I think it's maybe something that he looks at in the summer when we, we go on pre-season because lads are going to be away in the summer. We've got the Euros this summer, so Virgil and Gomez are going to be away with England and Holland respectively. And I think Lovren might, back be, might be back in the idea of the Croatia team. I know he had a fallen out with the manager a few years ago when he sort of was in and out the squad. So if you, if you put down on paper that those three are going to be away, then that only leaves us with Matter. As our only senior centre back, and he might bring Phillips back for pre-season. Maybe that is the chance that Hover gets a a pre-season game or two at the centre back position. He's only a young lad, so he got he's got time to develop. Maybe it's an argument for next season that he actually goes out and gets some games somewhere else. I'm I'm thinking like into Europe, like yeah. whether he goes back to Holland and gets games or goes over to Germany or Portugal, sort of a an opportunity for him to play more regularly because his, his path has sort of maybe been blocked by Neco Williams and that's through no fault of Neco's fault because he, he's come in and done really well but at right back we're, we're pretty much set for there for however long Trent wants to play at Liverpool so you know it, it's sort of a, a dark alley that he's not going to go down so maybe it is a chance that he gets a, a few games of centre-back and then maybe goes out and gets the experience I think next season yeah, definitely. Talk about the, the game as well, though. They had eight offsides. It's encouraging, isn't it? Though the, the back four can see the two goals to see and make shift back four being able to play the high line that Jürgen demands of his players. It is. But then, then 
you know, I suppose you've got to give credit where it's due to the fact that them two at the back have managed to get some organisational skills between them with obviously two youngsters who they've, they've probably never featured it before in a in a senior outfit. Um, obviously, they might probably work on things at Melwood and if, if you'd had on paper, then they were your second choice back four and obviously the first choice back four, you, you would you would imagine they work as a unit. But yeah. it is good to see that there was like, maybe a positive in the in the big negative that was the rustiness at the back. Well, we had 14 shots, but only four on target. Very, very similar stats against United. Why do you think we're missing so many chances? Now, Salah didn't play in this game and he's someone a lot of people have highlighted to be quite selfish, which you want from your striker, but only to some extent. What do you think went wrong in the Shrewsbury game to only have, to have missed 10 of our shots, basically? Well, when you look at who was in the, the nominal front three for, for the Shrewsbury game, then we, Origi, as I said, was was non-existent. You might as well have just sat in the crowd and watched because he done nothing that game. But then that's what you get with Dibok Origi. You either get all or nothing. You either yeah. get the, the magical moments or you get nothing. So I guess that's the, sort of the chance you take. And I think there's a few times it cuts a clock on the touchline and he sort of gives that look as if like, what what was that? Like, what, why did you just do that? Because that was pathetic. And then they, Minamino sort of started in the Firmino false nine position. But he, he's learning the game. I don't think we'll see anything from him really significantly until next year. I think he, he's probably got to go away and bulk up in the summer because coming from the Austrian league where he's probably got a lot of time and freedom on the ball to so the hustle and bustle of the English game is, is completely different. And I mean, you know, we sort of think of a, a small caption of his career so far, but I think he might just need to maybe put a few kilos on just to strengthen up. And, and obviously he needs to learn the system and He's not played, really. Maybe as opportunity comes against West Ham with the regular from team and obviously the midfield behind him, that obviously helps as well. But he needs time to settle and develop and learn. And then Harvey Elliott was, for me, pretty much disappointing in, in that game. He, he didn't get involved as much as he did against Everton. I think, obviously, they know his, his strengths. Um, they would have worked on the fact that he needs to nullify him. And he's a young lad full of confidence that he's got no fear. He will try things, but... I think we, we didn't get him on on the ball enough and then sort of as the game developed he, he sort of got lost in the in the middle of the pitch and then obviously as Shrewsbury come into the game they sort of overpowered us in all parts of the field. So that can probably justify why we didn't have much on target and when it comes to the latter stage of the game and Firmino and Salah and Oxley Chamber did come we did create a few more chances and we could have won it with a header from Salah that was just wide but um I think it, it's no problem in terms of like as long as we're getting in these positions, maybe we could be a bit more clinical. But then you always know with Liverpool that someone at some point is going to get a smashing, and you know we've got some nice games coming up in the league. So who to say that someone isn't going to get smashed five or six goals, and then all that will be forgotten about. Yeah, definitely. Back to Minamino though. He seemed to be everywhere, but to me it was a bit like he was obviously doesn't know the system. It was a bit reckless, like he was just running and running and running because he didn't want to stop. Um, but it, he didn't really produce much. You can see that he what it, he's naturally been brought in for cover for Bobby because he was trying to play the Bobby role. But it just makes you realise how good Bobby actually is when you see someone else try and do that role, doesn't it? There is no one like Bobby. Is so that that that's the thing he. He's a, he's a unique player and I think even Gary Neville said himself he, he'd have him starting and leading his team any day of the week. Like he's, he's arguably the, the best number nine that there is in terms of the work like he does and he is the system. If you don't have him there then you notice that but if yeah. sometimes if, if he is there you don't actually see the stuff he's doing because It's he's like doing a pass before the pass with Bobby, isn't it? Well, not just that but he, it's his movements. He... He, he he demands that like players have to follow him, yeah. and sometimes you'll see him in games coming that far back that he's going to take the ball off the centre back. So whose job is it then to pick him up? If if he's come from the front line all the way back, like maybe arguably next to Henderson or Fabinho in the sitting midfield role, then is it the midfielder's role then to to go and pick Bobby up if he's if he's dropped that deep? And then that means that another midfielder of ours is free. Yeah. And then someone can run into space, and I mean that that stuff's unappreciated. A lot of people don't see that, and it's not to forget the fact that 
in the last maybe two months, he scored a lot of big goals. He scored the goals in the World Club Cup that won us that. And he obviously he scored last week against Wolves, the winner. So he's scoring big goals. He's not scored at home yet, which, you know, is a, is a weird stat. But if he's scoring away from home, then, you know, it's probably harder to win games away from home. So that could be actually more of an important player than what people are taking it for. Yeah, I could take him not scoring at home all season if he gets 20 away. Like, <laughs> uh, but Well, he needs to score tonight because he's in my fancy football team. Oh, nightmare. So I want to talk about Ch- Chilavella as well because where does his future lie? He's a good player. He is a really good player. He had 88% pass completion against Shrewsbury and got an assist. But is he good enough for Liverpool? He reminds me a little bit like, dare I say it, Alonso, but obviously nowhere near the calibre of Alonso with the way his style of play. What, what do you think? Do you reckon he... He'll stay at Liverpool, or do you think he's probably going to be moving on? I think he moves on, to be quite honest. I think the talk of a new contract is maybe just purely to, to tie him up in terms of financial assets. Obviously, he runs out of contract in the summer, and you can't argue with the lad if he uh, decides to move on, because he's been at the club, I think, something like seven or eight years now. Yeah. Um, and he's not really got into the first team until this year. He's obviously got skills and qualities, and We've seen that in a few games this season, but would you put him in that midfield in a Premier League game, say, even tonight at West Ham? Would you Would you be happy with Chilabella starting there? I think maybe a few eyebrows would be raised and you'd, you'd sort of think, oh, maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, I think maybe if we if we do tie him down to a contract, it'll be with, the, with an option to loan him out next season. Maybe we get him a loan within England and then move him on the year after because... We, we seem to do transfer business better than anyone in the game right now. So that's clearly probably what the long-term goal is in terms of offering him a deal. But if he went, then you've got no arguments because he's stepped in a few times this season. He's done nothing wrong. He's got ability and, if anything, that will have opened other people's eyes to the fact that he is an half-decent player. And if he doesn't have a career at Liverpool, he can certainly have a career somewhere else. Mickey Edwards will probably sell him to Bournemouth for £20 million based on his performances this year. <laughs> He, he loves to transfer to Bournemouth, but I think we've uh, we've outused our transfer cards <laughs> with them now. If they if they go down, I don't think they'll be signing anyone from us. So if I talk Curtis Jones as well, best player on the pitch in my eyes against Shrewsbury, eighty six percent possession. He was only dispossessed once all game. Three out of his four shots on target. He got a goal. How good does his future look? And for me, I feel like it's the perfect time that he's coming of age because obviously Milner's aging, Henderson is aging, he's thirty one, I think now. Um, is this the perfect time for Curtis Jones to make the central midfield position his own going forward? Mm, maybe in two years' time, I think that is. Like, he's the only lad's 18, clearly, isn't he? So. Yeah, he's, he's got quality and I think he was talking at the start of the January window that um, we were looking on maybe loaning the mouse and maybe giving us performances against Everton and we've obviously we've lost Milner and there's, there's still not been a full diagnosis on that and then obviously cases sort of been in and out in the past couple of months it, it looks like he might be back in the squad for tonight again because he was on the bench um, against Shrewsbury so I think maybe he was just in the, the fact that we're keeping the body around again he can do it alone it could be said that we might look to loan him to Germany obviously Klopp's connections out there and we know he knows a few teams that he can probably loan them to with a few favours. Um, do you not think he'd benefit from a, a loan similar to Brewster's, like a, a promotion um, qualifying team, like where Brewster's went to Swansea? And I think the aim with him would be as if Swansea came up, he'd go back to Swansea next year and go a season in the Prem. Do you not think Jones would benefit better from that than going to Germany, where the league's a lot slower? Potentially, but I think he'd fall into the case that Ben Woodburn did last season when he went to Sheffield United and then it sort of got so demanding that they were asking to get up that they used all the senior players and Woodburn weren't getting a look in and he ended up coming back because he weren't getting involved at all. So it's a lot of pressure. I mean, the, he's clearly quality and can do it, but he's not exactly playing in in a, in a forgiving position. It's the centre of field. You, you, you're in the play all game, so... If, if he's not doing it, say, two or three games on the run, then he's teams are going to call for him to come out. So, I think if he went to Germany, then he'd learn the game more technically. It'd be be a change in lifestyle for him. He'd have to learn 
to like stand on his own two feet as such. Not to say that he, he can't do that now, but you go into a different country, he's going to have to learn some new language. He's going to have to learn a different style of playing. And we've seen a lot of English youngsters go out there like and develop. And obviously, Sancho's the, the pinnacle of that. But you've seen lads go from Arsenal and they've gone out to the to the German league. They've developed. Reese Nelson was one that went last season, come back this season. He's getting a look in for Arsenal now, and Does he looks too mature well, as a then? player. Nabry wasn't good enough for. For West Brom, now probably one of the best players in that league as well. Yeah, so it, I mean, there is opportunities out there, and I think if you go to if you go to Germany, there's, there's pressure off you in terms of you can go out there and just play your game. If, if he went to a promotion chasing team, say, say for example Leeds, who are currently probably knocking on the door of the Premier League or and in around that sort of team effort of like. They need to get up, so there's a lot of pressure. Then he's going to be in the spotlight, hundred yeah. percent of the time. Whereas if he goes to Germany and if he went to a club like Hertha Berlin, where we've got Marco Grewitz, then he can just settle down and play his own game. So then you probably develop more as a player and a professional than you do maybe being in the hustle and bustle of the English game and maybe being caught up on it all. How good do you think he can be, though? Because I've heard people saying like he could be the, the core of the centre midfield for his whole career. Is is he that good? He's got the ability. He's clearly got it all there. It just needs to put it all together for a run of games because you, you can all, all right turn it on for 90 minutes. You need to turn it on for 40, 50 games a season. So yeah. you, we just need to see that. We 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 all think he's got that. And you heard like to Gerard and Carragher who've seen him play it. Like obviously Gerard had him at the academy and then Carragher obviously a close friend has probably come and watched a few academy games because his lads are sort of that age group um, he has got the ability and he is that he is the definitely the best one that in that sort of age bracket um, he's learned from so why, best, why not having, having Stevie coaching him even though it was for that one season as a midfielder learning from Steven Gerrard there's, there's no one really better to learn from is there there isn't now, so why why not say he can't go on and emulate him? But you don't want to put that tag to him. Look what it did for Henderson for years, constantly yeah. being labelled the next Steven Gerrard because he come in at a time when Gerrard was sort of on the decline and then going out. And then obviously he was given the armband. And I think that's sort of been a lot of pressure on Henderson until he, he's actually lifted the trophy and felt like he is the captain of the team. I think that's sort of weighed him down. So you, there's no prizes for saying you're the next Steven Gerrard or you're the next whoever you, why not just be the next Curtis Jones who you are anyway so I don't think anyone it's up to him ever, to develop his own game I don't think anyone could ever replicate Gerrard anyway because the teams he played in it, he, he just played in some absolutely shocking teams there's nobody ever going to be like Gerrard so to label somebody as being the next Gerrard it, you can understand why it gets to people's heads and stuff yeah and it's an easy comparison to make because he's the he's the first legend that comes to mind in the past 25, 30 years because we in that time we've not really been great. We've won a few trophies, we've had a few good years, but we've also had a lot of bad years. And he was the one that was there throughout. He was the the best player. Obviously, you have players come and go, the likes of Torres and Suarez, Alonso, who passed through the club for a few years, but he stayed for a long time. So. He's the one that people of our generation automatically refer to. Then maybe people of an older generation will say, like, Dagley, Shaw Barnes, or Hansen, or Sunes. Then they're the sort of players that people like us have never seen. But older people will always say that you'll never get another one of them. So for us to say you'll never get another Steven Gerrard is only what our generation says. And maybe in 10, 15 years' time, we might be saying you'll never get another Bobby Firmino or another Sadio Mane because they were that type of player it's just you've got to carve out your own career he's got all the tools and the ability there he's just got to go and do it now himself yeah definitely I mean on, on Alan Hansen I think I think Van Dyke's took his title the best best centre off so play for Liverpool now uh, that's what everyone's saying anyway but I don't know he's got to win the trophies though Hansen won loads of trophies if, yeah. if Van Dyke stays for five years and we wrap up another two or three leagues and the Champions League and then throw in a couple more trophies then yeah but you, you can't take away the fact that Hansen and Lawrence at the time were, were scooping up trophies like they were going out of fashion. So, Whatever. At the end of the day, that, that's your CV. That, that, 
it doesn't matter how good you play 62 games a season if you don't put a trophy on the table at the end of the season then right. it doesn't really show for much so talking about West Ham as well um, playing them this evening they've only won six times all season they went to David Moyes thinking he was the answer how do you see this one going? David Moyes is not the answer David Moyes was never the answer <laughs> uh, if it didn't work 18 months ago why is it going to work now? they had them before they got rid of them so you know it's if it that doesn't sum up West Ham as a club and the way they ran, then that, that that says it all really. The fact that they've gone back to Moise, he couldn't couldn't attract anyone better. Um again, did the West Ham. Um I said earlier on that someone's gonna get a smashing. We've smashed them before, I think it was last season, um, four one. And they were celebrating the goal. I think when they got it back to two one, and within sixty seven seconds, Chamberlain had run down and made it three one. And yeah. the bubbles hadn't even stopped blowing on the side of the pitch, and we were already three one back up. Um, I think tonight maybe we we just go there and we just get a result. Maybe it is two or three nil, but it won't be a a smashing performance. I think we just go there and get the job done. I think more than anything, we we're looking towards maybe getting this winter break in in a couple of weeks, well, in next week. And then we've got two games between now and then for West Ham and Southampton at home. I think maybe Klopp's looking to just get ourselves through these games. No injuries, nice and professional. Maybe get back to the clean sheets because we let one slip against Wolves then put a few goals past them, get the game wrapped up and then we move on and then the lads can all go and have a week off and put their feet up. And watch the FA Cup. (laughs) Threats from well, yeah, we we can watch what we can't go, can we? <laughs> so, is it fair to say West Ham's threats is Haller and Felipe Anderson? That the nanny, yeah, and maybe Snodgrass if he gets on the ball, he can pick a pass, he can put a he can put a good set piece in, um, but probably that is all they've got, and the the haven't got a settled squad and a settled eleven because they keep chopping and changing. In terms of the back line, they don't seem to know what the best back four is. He's played the four at the back, he's played the three at the back, he's played five at the back. So he doesn't really know what he's doing in terms of what he's putting out there. And then the midfield, Beckland Rice, massively overrated. He's not the player that everyone thinks he is. And then you've got Mark Noble next to him. He's been a good professional, but you know he's sort of probably a year or two past his sell by date. Now he can. He can still run around, but he's sort of he's chasing shadows most of the time. And then Lanzini, if he features, can be can be good, can be sort of gone missing. Um, Felipe Anderson has got the ability he showed last season, but he seems to have suffered the second season syndrome and he's fell off a cliff. And um, Haller, big lad, but they're not playing to be strengths. They, they bought him from Frankfurt, where he played in the two with Luka Jovic. Luka Jovic went to Madrid not getting a game, not working for him out there. Haller comes to West Ham, not working for him because they're playing up front on his own. So you got to sort of feel for him the fact that he, he come from a team that was flying last season in Frankfurt and playing fluid football with a, a player to link up with. And now you're sort of dumped into West Ham and say, yeah, you deal with that ball that we're going to lump to your 30 yards away from anyone else and do your best. I think he, he'll just sit in Van Dyke's pocket all night and you know, it'll it'll be an easier game for us if, if they are just lumping balls towards them because that's food and drinks to Van Dijk and Gomez and once we can get the ball down then we can come back out and play. It'll be interesting what sort of formation Moyes goes with because he's never ever really got the better of Liverpool in his whole career. So he he'll probably I think maybe sit a tight and maybe go like a a five four one if he if he can maybe summon that up and It'll be maybe he'll try and go with three at the back, but he'll drop them back into a five with the wing back sitting back in and then maybe just sit Rice and Noble in front of the defence and say, well, you've got to break us down and try and hit us on the counter and launch balls to Halibut. That'll just give us more impetus then to just get the ball down and pin them back. Our full-backs will be practically wingers for us. So yeah, well, on average, I think it, 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 it's only a game that's going to go one way anyway. Yeah, well, they concede average on average uh, like one point six five goals a match. So they do, they do need to address the back line because 
if you've got off from free running a, a defence that's that's weak, it's just gonna be a disaster for them really, isn't it? Yeah, and the, we haven't had a settled goalkeeper up for the last well, I think it's three months that Fabianti's been out and then he came back for two games, got injured again. Again, West Ham being West Ham, he went back to Moise, he went back to Randolph who they let go for free last year to Middlesbrough and then they paid Middlesbrough money to bring them back six months later. So that, again, sums up what a shambles West Ham is. They must be absolutely gutted to get Adrian come to Liverpool for nothing. Adrian can go there tonight, sit on the bench and he should just go and wear his medals, just his, his <laughs> Super Cup and his World Club Cup medal. Just sit on the bench, put his feet up, maybe even put his slippers on if he wants. Just, just sit there with his medals and just say, oh, well, you know, I'm better than what you're at and look yeah. what I've gone and done. I've won, I've won some things and maybe you don't know what you've got till it's gone. And clearly, they could have probably had a, a half-decent season if they kept Adrian at their back up and not relied on Roberto, who looked like a Spanish waiter, and then calling David Martin from MK Dons, who was 34, 35. He put in one clean sheet, I think, in seven performances. So they clearly have missed a trick there when they let Adrian go. I didn't know, actually. David Martin used to play for Liverpool as well, didn't he, when he was a kid, which was crazy. Yeah, he did. He was um, he was on Liverpool's books. So I don't think he ever made a serious appearance, but um, he was at Liverpool for a few years and then, you know, even if you just look at what we've got now in terms of our goalkeepers in the youth teams, I think we've got about nine goalkeepers in the under-23s and 18, so, you know, you'd imagine maybe out of all them one or two might get some senior games. No, Kel has seen a few, but these lads come through and then it's just about developing them and moving them on. If we can get some money for them, then we get some money for them. Definitely. Do you think... Tonight's the perfect time for Salah to gain some confidence then because he is a confidence player. Salah notoriously plays a lot better when he's in the goals. Um, they've had six direct errors leading to goals this season. That's something Salah always capitalises on. It seems like the perfect time to get him some confidence in the run, final running towards towards the league, doesn't it? Yeah, and he, he's getting the opportunities in terms of he's getting in the spaces. Just sometimes... He's snatching at a few, and I think when you when you see him get a goal, he settles down and everything becomes more natural. And then sometimes he he puts himself under too much pressure that he needs to get that goal, and he snatches at a few chances and misses a few things. So they they will give him chances, they will give him opportunities. They've hardly blessed with pace at the back in West Ham. I think if you maybe went with their back four being uh, Cresswell, Ogbonna, Diop and Zawaleta or Fredericks, then he's probably going to play off Cresswell in in between Cresswell and maybe I think it's Diop plays on the, the left-hand side yeah, of the yeah. back four. So Diop's probably got a turn of pace, but it's dealing with him and I don't think Cresswell, is, as half-decent as he is, he isn't going to keep up with Salad and contain him. So, yeah, the opportunities could well be there for him tonight to, to maybe put a few on the score sheet. And I think... Once he gets going and maybe it's two or three games in a row where he hits the goals, then we could be looking at a spell where he maybe goes seven or eight games in a row where he gets like 10, 12 goals. He needs that as well because he wants, you can see that he wants to get that golden boot again, but he's miles behind at the minute. Um, I think Aubameyang's, or is it Vardy leading it? Vardy's on 18, I think, and it's Aguero might be on 17. Yeah. Aubameyang's maybe 14 or 15. Danny Ings is up there, fair play to him. Yeah, fair well, I think we're maybe on 10 or 11 goals with Mane. Um, but Salah, as we know, can go in as a hat in no time. And yeah. look, looking at our fixtures coming up, there's nothing to say that he can't go and smash 10 goals in six games. We don't play a team in the top six until City, if I'm not mistaken, at the Etihad. So we could have actually wrapped the league up anyway before we even get there. So it is the perfect time, really, for, for Mo to, to hit that form and just wrap the league up and probably go down as a Liverpool legend if he done it. It is on I've said since about October when we were looking imperious that we always have to know throughout the season, but I said since both October time, we'll win this league and we'll win it at Man City. And I've said it numerous times and people sort of laughed and went, nah. I even said in October on different podcasts that I've been on 
we will be 14, point, 14, 15 points ahead by Christmas. And we won. And I said we'd win the league by City. And now I'm done claiming to be some sort of psychic. But <laughs> it, it could just well be done at City or it could be done before then. It'll be nice um, to win a record or something, wouldn't it? If possible. It would, but then I don't want to now. But that, have you seen the fixture changes? The Monday night, it takes away all the glitz and the glamour. Why would yeah. you... Why would you want to win the league on a Monday night? Let's let's make it the weekend after when we're at home against Palace. And I think that game at the moment is scheduled for half five. It's dependent on the FA Cup fixtures being midweek. Then obviously, if we go out the FA Cup, that game won't be moved. If we go through in the FA Cup and we play Chelsea, it all depends on what schedule is because it's a midweek round of fixtures. Yeah. Um. But I, I'd like to win the, I'd like to win the league at home. I think now I, I sort of romanticised with the idea of maybe winning at City and stuffing it down their throats or winning at Everton and watching them all run away crying and you know that would have been nice but a Monday night people aren't going to enjoy that like they would if it was a Saturday or a Sunday so now I've come to the notion that we need, we'd like to win that home with if not at one of them places definitely definitely Mane out today again um, I think it's two games he's out for who would you start Origi, Minamino, Ox, or anybody else. Personally, I'd, I wouldn't put Origi near the team after that performance with Shrewsbury. Um, do you go bold and play Minamino, or do you play it safe and go with the Ox? I'd go for Minamino, but I would not be surprised if Klopp dumps Ox out there and brings Fabinho back into the field. You know, he was very rusty the other day. I think he's only going to get that rust off by playing. Yeah. Um, but personally, I'd go Minamino. He, He's a bit fresher than what Fabinho is, and then you know the midfield three has worked in the past with with Ox in there with Henderson and Wijnaldum. So then you can always give him 60, 65 minutes. Like he he tends to manage his minutes, but obviously because of his injury in the past, then you can always bring Fabinho on. Um, you can even maybe bring Cater on and give Cater 20, 25 minutes. Um, if if we get to the point with maybe 65, 70 gone in the game with a few goals up. And it is Minamino and Ox that start, then, you know, the likely changes would be then to bring maybe Ariki or Cater on and Fabinho and just lock the game down then. They've had 46 yellows this year. West Ham are quite high up in the, the fair play table. Do you expect them to just hack our players down? And do you reckon that's a tactic Moyes would go for, really? Would just stay back, snap them, and just try and get them on the counter? He can try that, but it won't work. I mean, I don't know who the referee is tonight. I'll have a quick look now while we're discussing this, but they're obviously just going to sit there and try and contain and come out at us. The referee tonight is John Moss, who it depends what sort of John Moss you get. He, he can be he can be an half decent referee in terms of he'll he'll manage the game fairly, and sometimes he just goes and I'm not just going to give you anything. And yeah. I think it was he managed the FA Cup game against Everton, and he was a lot of rough challenges. He seemed to let them fly, um, but maybe that was. You know, it's, it's not the Premier League, so we can I can let them go, and it was the derby. Um, but we, we'll have too much for them if you try and get too physical and try and get too close to players. We've got smart enough players to roll away and to ride challenges, and obviously we we don't want any more injuries. But if 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 we get one of their fullbacks on a yellow early or one of the centre halves on the yellow within the first twenty twenty five minutes, then that's just a target on their back for the rest of the game. Then for us to target them and try and you know, get push them into a mistake or if they get sent off or they, they lunge into a challenge around the box then it gives us a free kick. So I think, you know, it's it's a fine line that they've got to walk if they're going to do that. So what would be your starting eleven then and your scoreline prediction for tonight? I'm I'm just going to go with the normal team with the exception of I'd like to see Minamino in place of, of Mane. And I'm going to go with 5-1. Liverpool. I think we we probably bring Minamino in, keep the midfield the same, the back line the same, um, because it's worked for the past few games. Um, I'd go a bit more conservative. I'd say three 0 tonight, and we'll save our smash and maybe till we get them back around field in a few weeks' time. But yeah, three 0 get the job done, clean sheet. Um, be nice to see a couple of different players on the score sheet for once. 
I'd fancy Bobby Firmino to get one or two because he's in my fancy team. <laughs> Trying to get an assist would be nice. Uh, yeah, just keep it nice and tight. Maybe, as you said earlier on, maybe get Salah back in the goals and he needs a goal to sort of get him going. Why not get one tonight? Just want to touch on the, the transfer window then. That closes Friday. Do you see us doing any more business to add to Minamino and Joe Hardy? No, we're done. We Klopp said himself we were done on like the 5th of January, I think it was. Um, I don't even barely see anyone going out the door in terms of loans. Kiri was sort of looked at. Hasn't it, but why would you leave nah, when, he, when you've got a Premier League medal about to come? He ain't going anywhere and Klopp wouldn't let him go. And I think I think he, he will be one that moves on in the summer. I think maybe he was sort of a stopgap and we come and we, we've had some use out of him, but He's had a few niggly injuries this season that he can't seem to shake off. And maybe that comes with once he gets in, he gets in a bit from the playing and he's maybe pushing himself too much to get back and play. Yeah. But um, I think he will probably move on in the summer. Um, but we're done. We're, we're, we were done earlier on. We knew what we wanted and we got it straight away um, before the window actually opened. And uh, the lad hard, you coming from Brentford, I think he, he got two or three on us first appearance in the under-23s, so we might actually be surprised and see him next week in Shrewsbury, considering Klopp's playing the nominal kids. Um, he could be a lad that no one really knows about that could actually light up the game and do something special. Definitely, definitely. So, who would you like to see brought in for next season? I mean, there's Werner's being rumoured, and he's apparently he's also said he only wants to play for Liverpool and he wants to play for for Klopp, but how how does he actually fit in? Does that mean Bobby drops back into midfield or like? Because I I love Wayne, I think he's phenomenal football, but I just I would never take Bobby out the team. So if he was to come in, because I, th- I think that what every other pool fan wants is Wayne and Mbappe. Really, if they were given the ideal situation, isn't it? Bring Wayne and Mbappe, then that that says someone's going. I think maybe more realistically, it'd be like Wayne and maybe Sancho. Um, if people are going to go two big names or Havert, who's from Leverkusen. Yeah. We've um, seen to be linked with him a lot. Um, the dream would be Mbappe. If Mbappe comes, that says to me that someone's going because if he comes, he's starting. And how do you tell one of them from three that they're not starting because killing Mbappe, as good as he is, is taking your place then? It's just not how we work. It's not how Klopp runs the team. He, he runs the team as everyone together. No one's bigger than the team and everyone's droppable. So I don't see him bringing in Mbappe unless someone's going out. I mean, conceivably, we win the league this year. Then you look at the likes of Mane and Salah. They're probably more towards who would go than Bobby. And They've won the league, they've won the Champions League, or they've not won the domestic cups, but they're second league competitions when you compare them to the big boys that were in. Yeah. Then why not then go and try your arm somewhere else? Not that there's a better club than us in the world right now, but who's to say they might not want to go and try something else? Like they're clearly the best players, or arguably in the top two or three players in their position. So who who wouldn't? want them in their team if they went to the likes of Barcelona, Madrid, Munich, PSG, Juventus, where those teams challenge for big trophies pretty much wrap up their leagues or come very close to wrapping up their leagues anyway. There's not much competition so they could go there and maybe just put more medals in the cabinet. I mean, Out the front and, three, the only one who's being rumoured to go is Mane to Madrid. But do you not think Mane to look at Madrid and look at the business they've like Mane's position is the same as Hazard's now. Obviously, Hazard can play multiple positions, so can so can Mane. But every player who's went to Madrid in recent years just seems to have fell right off the pedestal. You look at like Courtois, you look at Jovic, you look at Hazard to an extent. I know he's been injured, but they all just seem to fall off the pedestal when they they've been going to Madrid. Madrid's not the lord it was anymore. It's not the the Galacticos. The Spanish league isn't what it was anymore. You only have to look at Barcelona. Look at Coutinho. He went there and. It was all going to be glitz and glamour, and it wasn't. He's ended up dumped in Munich, and even Munich don't want to keep him. Yeah. Um. I think maybe the the shine has gone from Real Madrid since Ronaldo went. So obviously, it would be one of the greatest players of all time leaving. Um. 
but the Spanish league is not as competitive as it once was. Atletico this season, a shadow of what he once were. People are even saying that Simeone could go in the summer in terms of he could walk away rather than be sacked because he's unsackable at that club. I think Simeone would yeah. probably be probably be a replacement City would look at if Pep was to go in the summer as well. I don't know. I think maybe Pep, Pep might go, but I don't think Simeone is what City wants in terms of their type of football. I think he, he would probably suit more Chelsea in terms of just being a bit dogged and rough and ready. Yeah. Uh, but obviously Frank's got the job there. He's sort of doing a mixed season. He had two good games, one bad game, so I think maybe Simeone could walk away and just completely take time out from the game and maybe come back and reassess himself. But that that's not for us to worry about. I mean, we've got them in a few weeks, but they can't if they're goals. continuing to <laughs> if they're continuing to stumble like they are, then we we'll be fine. Um, but yeah, why why would you go to Madrid? Money. That's the only thing. Why would you go to PSG? Money. Why would you go to Barcelona? Money. Money and a bit of prestige, but that's about it. I mean, I Germany thought maybe maybe doesn't pay. Maybe Salah. I mean, after he's won the league, maybe Salah could be used as part of a swap deal for Mbappe because I don't think he's in, influenced by money, Salah. But I think PSG would be a good. He'd, he'd just be unbelievable in that league, wouldn't he? And he would be the main man because it looks like Neymar is going to leave as well. And if Mbappe did come to the pool, he would still be the main man in the team, which I think Salah likes to have that title on him. Yeah, I mean. He, he would get big books and you know I think the, the, they're owned by Qatari owners so he'd be like a marketing tool for them out in the Middle East obviously we saw how big he was when we went there with the World Club Championship he's he's massive in the Middle East so it would probably be something that PSG's owners would look to to get their hands on in terms of a big marketing asset um, it could be but I think maybe Salah's that type of player where he, he probably fancies a challenge rather than going there it'd be too easy for him yeah. Yeah. We will see. We don't want any of them to go. So, do you, you think know, Mbappe it, is doable? Yeah, it's doable. Any, any player is doable now. Um, we're the best team in the world, so why not? We've got the money. Why not? Um, Especially with Nike and LeBron and that pull. Yeah, it, it it all seems to be. You know, it's all coming into a perfect storm, and you know the, the deals have been done in the past where. Sponsorships like Nike and Adidas have got involved um, and helped out with maybe the wages or the finance package. Like maybe if the player come and was rumored to be on two hundred and fifty grand, that Michael supplementing that by a hundred and fifty or whatever, then you know it it is possible. And you know he he flashed his eyebrows, his eyelashes at us a few times, and he talks in a good way about Liverpool. So why not? Just before you go, Dan, I want to get your thoughts on Genie refusing to comment on his future this week. Is that a concern or do you think he is going to get that new deal? I think it's it's all maybe a language problem with him. That Even though he speaks good English, it, it was sort of, if he doesn't understand the question, he was sort of just given a generic answer. Um, I don't see why we, we give Milner a two-year deal and not give Ginny a deal. Yeah. You know, arguably Ginny's more important than Milner. So, I, I hopefully he stays. If he wants to go, then fair enough. If he's if he if he wins the league and goes, look, I've won my trophies. I want to go back to Holland and twenty nine, and I want to go back to Feyenoord or PSV because he's played the both. Um, and maybe finish his career there. And maybe if he wants to just do it and wrap it up by the time he's thirty three, thirty four, then you can't argue with the lad because he's he's certainly been a a bargain of twenty million from what we pay for him from Newcastle. You'd get more than that as well, wouldn't you, if you sold them after? Because once you've won the league, the prices just go, go through the roof for any player, really. I think if we if he wants to go home, I think we just do it at a cut price deal. I think if he wanted to go home, we'd sell him at a, at a reduced fee because it'd be his wishes. Um, that we if, if it was PSV or fine, or there's hardly loads of money in the Dutch league, if they turn around and said, we'll give you 15 million, even though he's probably worth 20, 25 with a year left on his contract, then you know, if, if if the lad wants to go and that that's his that's his desire, then I don't think we can stand in his way. And fifteen million is better than nothing. And finally, just want to get your thoughts on Bobby Duncan getting shipped away from Florentino again. Do you think it was him or the agents that 
made him leave what he said was his dream club? You can only ask the lad himself, but from an outsider looking in, it looked like the selfish brat got deserved what he wanted. You know what I mean? He thought he was he was good enough to be in a Liverpool team. Had he stuck around this season, he probably would have had six or seven first team appearances to his name because look at the likes of Elliot and Jones. He's got in. He's been given chances. He definitely would have played in the Villa game. So you know, it's better the devil. You know, he thought the grass was greener in Italy, and it clearly isn't. He wants wants to come back, but a lot of clubs now. He's, he's kicked up a stink, left Liverpool, he's kicked up a stink and wants to leave Fiorentina. Who's going to touch him now? He could just now be a case of Adam Morgan where, you know, you, everyone sort of had this big shining light and hope for it and you know, all of a sudden you'd end up in semi-professional football at the age of 23. So, I, I've got no sympathy for him. If, he, if, that, if that's the way he's after than the way it's being portrayed, that he wanted to go and think he was bigger than the club and wanted to stay in football, then, you know, it's exactly the same situation in Florentina, though. Like, he, he sacked his agents and got Rubian to leave Liverpool, and he now he's sacked Ruby and got another agent to leave Florentina. So it's just like, if he doesn't get what he wants, he just sacks everyone around him, throws his dummy out the pram. So it, it is just like a spoiled brass who thinks he... He's, do you reckon it's because he's like, I'm Stephen Gerrard's cousin, I should walk into any team? Do you reckon he's got that mentality behind him? Possibly. You, 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 you don't know until you speak to the lad and get him down on conversation but I mean he's not done himself any favours um, there's a lot of a lot of youngsters who do anything just to, to get a sniff in the first team you, you've got to look at what we've got there now look at the likes of Williams you just kept that down and worked hard might not get in because of Trent but when you get an opportunity you do what you can so you know it, it's the good and the bad so maybe you'd like to think he'd learn but clearly it doesn't look like he has so if, if that's what he wants to do and blow his career out then so be it. I mean, he, he had a lot of potential, but then there's a lot of lads with potential in our academy. So, you know, someone might pick him up, but fair play to him. If he wants to try and prove that he can do it, then you try, lad. But I don't think he'll ever get as big as Liverpool again. Well said. Right, so thanks for coming on the show, by the way, Jay. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Liverpool going to win the league. Good year for Liverpool. It is. It's, it's wrapped up. We're just waiting for the ribbons to arrive now. Perfect. Nice one for that then, Jay. Thanks for coming on the show. Don't forget, if you enjoyed it, to hit that subscribe button on Spotify and iTunes. We are back on Saturday. And don't forget, Saturday's episode means it is visual as well all over on YouTube. Head over to Redscast Podcast on YouTube and subscribe to the channel and hit that little notification bell so you do not miss an episode. And come on the Reds tonight against West Ham.